This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. To everyone who's dealt with the hassles of accessing healthcare and thought, it shouldn't have to be like this. You're right, it shouldn't. PartnerMD is better healthcare for an even better you, much more than concierge medicine. PartnerMD is healthcare the way it should be. 24-7 access to care, virtually no waiting, and the one-on-one attention you need to help maintain your healthy lifestyle. Visit PartnerMD.com for pricing and more information. Thanks for listening to The Reds Report. This podcast is sponsored by Webmart. If you want to get more out of your marketing, drive out costs, and find out which channels are best for you and your company, then visit our website, webmartuk.com, or just search Webmart Barnsley. Innovate. Create. Communicate. This is for the fans. The Vibe. This is for the fans. The vibe. Imagine being promoted to the championship. Imagine playing the title favourite on the first day at a red old Oakwell. Imagine playing them off the pitch and winning 1-0. Teams like Barnsley. listening to the Red Report on the Vibe live at five on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, the transfer window, well, according to my clock, shot about 15 seconds ago. So, Chris, I think we'll better refresh that tinterweb to make sure if uh, there's any signings or not. It's right. Carlo van der Watering and Chris Ridgeard. Chris, welcome to the studio once again. How are we doing? Good afternoon, Carlo. Absolutely living the dream. Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, I suppose, especially after Saturday. Oh, yeah, I've not come down yet. I don't think anybody has. Definitely. Um, definitely worth talking about, which we will do, uh, a full review. I suppose we'll have to talk about the transfer window and the business that we've done this week, or maybe not. Um, 
We'll look forward to Sheffield Wednesday away, of the small matter of Sheffield Wednesday away. And before the next show, there's obviously also the, uh, the Carabao Cup on Tuesday evening in which we face Carlisle. So plenty to talk about this. This is the Retro Report, and you're listening live on The Vibe. I'll play it full because I do really, really like that yeah. song. And I keep looking at things, so we'll play 10 seconds more. Um, yeah, bit of Black Eyed Peas and uh, pump it up. Chris, welcome. All right. Yeah, of course we're you're, all right. you're smiling. We've had a great week, haven't we, as Barnsley fans? Listen, we might as well get straight into it, haven't we? Let's do it. Fulham, come on. I mean, I can't remember an atmosphere like that, a performance like that, a day like that. Let's start, first of all, with the fan zone. Okay. Fantastic initiative by the club. Great to see the supporters' trust being involved with it. So it's not a club thing. It's still a sort of fan thing. Obviously, we were there. We were on stage. That aside, facilities, fantastic. Everything in our favour, wasn't it? The weather was nice. The beer was cold. <laughs> Just to start a match like that, it's, it's probably, you know... Because it, it, it does make a difference, doesn't it? Arriving at the ground a bit earlier, having a pint and all that at the ground. I think, you know, I've been to the mountain, I've been in Ratfords, but I think there is something about outside, in the sun, you know, it's... Um, yeah, it was pitch perfect, wasn't it? And, I think uh, it was. Yeah, obviously the permission had been given to, to do the fan zone. The Red Ferns bar was out there. Uh, we were out there. We were on the stage for 15 minutes doing our stuff, which were nice. Faces for radio. Yeah, <laughs> what Elliot Fox played, he was good. Great atmosphere. Uh, and I think that did transition into ground as well afterwards, I think. But yeah, all round good. Lots of families uh, really enjoying themselves. And just to be next to the ground and having that drink. And it just, yeah. There's something about special that, about it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So. Before a ball was even kicked, I think Barnsley were winning as a club by having that facility there. And, uh, you know, we've been told that on Tuesday night matches it might not be there. Hmm. But definitely in the, fourth, you know, in the foreseeable future, uh, Saturdays, um, you know. And I say, if you didn't go, get yourself down to the fan zone because it was absolutely unreal. Fantastic atmosphere. Yeah, um, get yourself down there early as well because there was some queues coming, you know, late on. It got yeah. really full, but yeah. obviously we were there. We were there at 12, weren't we? And we, en- we enjoyed it. We soaked it all. Well, yeah, I wanted to sample the beer before we <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then um, you saw, well, let's take it in turn. So we saw the team news. Uh, when, yep. when, you, when you saw the news, what were your thoughts? Because obviously there were rumours then already about Kiefer Moore either being involved or not being involved. Mm. Um, he had no place even on the bench. He was there in his, uh, not even in his tracksuit, was he? He was wearing his normal clothes. What did you think when you initially saw the lineup um, compared to like the Sheffield United one? Did you have any fears about any of the players or um, do we trust in Daniel to think that those were the best 11 to, to start that game? Yeah, I think first and foremost, the key for more issue was a, a non-starter in my mind. To me, I thought he were, he were already on his way out uh, and, and it's, you could tell that that's what, you know the club's view were from from the off during all pre-season friendlies he's not played much uh, whether that's due to injuries or not being fit I'm unsure uh, anyway he's gone now and uh, he'd already gone in my mind before Saturday come um, regarding the shape and stuff of the team I felt that I felt that having played Sheffield United and we'd struggled at fullback particularly they got behind us a few times Sheffield United didn't they? and I thought yeah. it was going to be interesting to see uh, what what Daniel was going to do in terms of the fullback positions. 
and uh, he obviously had a, a master plan which uh, he's obviously worked on during the week and that master plan comes in a, in the shape of Dimi Kavari. Yeah. What an achievement though because um, if I remember rightly five players that started played for us last season mm. so six people came in for the first competitive match with the Reds from Daniel to impose our way of playing our philosophy uh, philosophy around football and everything else because it looked a well-oiled machine, didn't it? I mean, every now and then you might have thought, oh, but actually, the, the go again, the Gagan press, everything just worked, didn't it? And everybody had the role and everybody knew what they were doing. We found each other on the pitch. It was just... How much credit does Daniel Stendhal deserve to oh, get a team ready like that? With The credit's got to go to the club, not just Daniel Stendhal. Daniel Stendhal is, is a big cog in a very big machine at this moment in time in terms of Barnsley Football Club. Uh, in terms of them players, it all starts with recruitment. You've got to recruit right to begin with. They've got to have the right attitude uh, to fit into that system. They've got to uh, you know, be malleable. They've got to be able to learn. And uh, yeah, so it starts off with the recruitment, and then obviously the coaching staff spend hours and hours and hours, day in day out, working on the uh, on the coaching pitch. You know, trying to make, get instill this idea and, and and get them all set up. So yeah, we saw the tip of the iceberg, didn't we, on Saturday? A lot of hard work's gone into that, and uh, it paid off. It did. Um, we're, we're not going to go player for player because it's it's not. Oh. Sort of, I think. <laughs> Let's look at the defence, okay? Because. Um, Three out of the four yes. new players. Um, yeah. And Dimmy playing in a position which is not his, no. his most comfortable, you could argue. Although, it looked like he played there for a long time. Yeah, he, I mean, when you say he made his own, he's just... It, no nonsense. And at times, body language, you could be mistaken for thinking he doesn't care. Mm. But I think that's just... Not the way he is, but the, the way it looks. Because, you know, there's very little emotion in his face when he's, uh, when he's playing. But as a whole, um, in fact, let's start with the, the, the goalkeeper, when needed and called upon, was there. Yes, um, great, great uh, save. The, the knockout shot in the second half to yeah. push that over. Commanding, wasn't he? Caught uh, a lot of things. Didn't make anything, any mistakes. He's very good distributor at ball. I know it's that. Uh, and he was helped a couple of times by eventual man of the match, Mads Anderson, who put his body on the line twice. Does that guy ever not smile? Because every time, every time he, you know, you saw him, he's just got a permanent grin, hasn't he? He has. He has. And why would he not? He's, he's putting on the shirt of a, a Barnsley football club every week, Carlo. He, he trains all week with a, with a nice Barnsley badge on the top left-hand side of his shirt. Why would he not be smiling? Be I smile, smile every smiling. week, Carlo, <laughs> and I don't even play for Barnsley. I so, just watch him. Um, there was some criticism after the Sheffield United match. I mean, not fair criticism, but, you know, on the terraces um, around Toby Siddick and his, his, his role and the way he played. He silenced some critics, didn't he, against Fulham? Did he? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, he had a great game. And he played it right back, didn't he? I know he's a bit of a utility player. He can play in numerous positions. But, yeah, he looked very comfortable out there. And their left-hand side didn't really get much past him at all. Yeah. Uh, midfield, then. Obviously, we had the, I suppose, the solid, always-performing duo of, of Moe de McGeehan, partnered on uh, on one side um, by uh, Malik Wilkes. I mean, we could do a show just about him. Just <laughs> we could. We could just have a Malik Wilkes special. Uh, and on the other wing, uh, Thomas, who you know, scored scored the goal. What, um, 
what was different about last year? Because last year, we didn't seem to use that pace down the wings as much as what we did. Are these more, in, in, you know, was it more a sort of 4-4-1-1 four, four, one, one with those two wide players actually pushing forward and making it a three? What was the difference? Because I can't remember a, a match where we've been attacking down the wings and, and we continually had pace down the wings for, for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you look at last season in terms of wingers, who did we actually have that played a wing that could beat a man? Uh, Brownie played there for a bit, Bra- didn't he? Bra- Brown ended up being probably our best... Well, it was our best winger last yeah. season. And they weren't even really in... Because we had plans. Hedges, but he, he hardly featured. Well, Hedges, didn't, when he did play, I can't recall him getting past many people, if I'm honest. He's not naturally quick. I know he scored, a, he scored the winner yeah. for Aberdeen, didn't he? He got a goal in him. But, yeah, in terms of the pace... Why we look fast, Malik Wilts and uh, Luke Thomas, and, and the, the pressing game and things like that, not giving people an inch, uh, winning the ball back in some great areas, which led to, which led to you know, the Thomas goal it was won by Thomas, you know, really closing down and causing problems for uh, Joe Bryan, and he, he couldn't handle it at all. Um, were you surprised? Well, you won't be, will you? I should be asking you this. Were you surprised at the choice of captain? Um, I mean, obviously, we spoke before, we spoke during, and we spoke after. Um, I don't think that for a lot of fans, I think Mowat McGeehan maybe as a, as, a, as a captain, but Mike Stephen Bearer, I don't know if that's permanently, but for that day, you know, last Saturday, he was the captain. Does that surprise you at all, or is that just a clever move by, by, by Stendhal, knowing that Bearer knows probably better than anyone what sort of football needs to be played and, and how Daniel wants us to set up on the, feet, on the pitch? I, don't th- I think, yes, it did surprise me. However... It worked. Um, in terms of football, in terms of any walk of life radio, leadership, there's different types of leaders, Carlo. You'll see it at your work day in, day out. I see it in my work day in, day out. And there's some good leaders, there's some bad leaders. Uh, there's, there's shouty leaders, there's quiet leaders, there's lead by example leaders. Yeah. Uh, there's put pressure on people, either. You know, there's, there's, there's different types of leaders. And whatever we needed on Saturday, is what Mike Barra provided. Just because he's the captain doesn't mean that McGeehan and Mowat can't lead. It doesn't mean that they're not playing a vital part in that, just like every player on the pitch, you know what I mean? But Michael, Michael Stephen Barra <laughs> leads by example, doesn't he, in terms of his quality of play is unbelievable, and he sets the pace. Yeah, um, I, I just thought he gave another 15, 20. I don't know if no, he gave, because he, he gives his all every time. It looked like he gave an extra... 10, 15, 20% compared to not because he was all over and the number of times he broke play up and, and, and going forward. Um, so my question to you then, Carl, is Daniel's obviously seen him play all, all week. Is that why he's picked him as captain? Is he, is he having played a full season at Barnsley now? He's not been in and out of the side. He's been in the side or he's come off the bench. He's played a full season at Barnsley. He's fully fit. He's, he's really sharp. He's developed under Stendhal. He's probably our best player is a week and week out on training, which is probably why he's captain. Is that, is that, would you agree with that? I, yeah, uh, and I think um, McGeehan, Mowat, there is, um, I think with Alex Mowat, fantastic player, there's always that little bit of a worry of, um, you know, cards, suspensions, because he's got that fiery, which, which is absolutely, you know, absolutely no problem. And I think what Barra has done is shown that he's adopted the style that Stendhal wants to play. He's, a, he's, he's settled really well in England. And, I mean, I know more than anybody. That it's, it's not easy to just go somewhere, go to work somewhere completely strange. So, well done, you know. He, I think he's ideal for the role. Um, I yeah. think he's got a cool head on him. I think he's one of the more, most promising players that we, we, we probably have. And... Um, if it wasn't for Stendhal, obviously he, he, he would never have come. So I think it's 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 just rewards for 
putting his head down. Last year, he was a putter in and out of the side, different positions as well. Mm. And he's just, he stayed with it, obviously signed a contract. You can see he's happy. I think that is probably the best role for him, just playing off playing off a lone strike, especially when we've got that pace down the wings. And um, no, I, I, I was happy. I, I think he did talk to other players, uh, had words with Daniel on the sideline when sort of play was interrupted. Yeah. And got the it, message across. He did, yeah, and it, it just worked, didn't it? I mean, I, I mean, those quick wingers will probably help his game as well. There's more people up to support him. Yeah. He might find himself isolated and stuff at uh, times last season. And obviously, being in and out, it's hard to pick up form. But I think if Stendhal sticks with him, I think he's going to uh, reap the rewards. I think so. I think so. And, and obviously, up front, Woodrow. Um, I mean, uh, special match for him. Mm. First time, I think, that he played against Fulham since joining the Rats uh, last year and coming from uh, coming from Fulham. A lot of people backed him to, to score a goal. He might have scored it if, if Thomas would have passed the ball, but obviously he saw a, a, a very tight angle like that to, to score it himself. I but think Mawson made sure the ball weren't coming across to Woodrow, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, Thomas, yeah. Thomas decided to go the other way. Which... Yeah. Uh, uh, a word on uh, Alfie Mowat, fantastic gesture for him, for the uh, little, little, yeah. El- yeah, little Alfie to be the mascot for Fulham, and Mawson apparently spending time before and after the match with the family and Correct. everything. So. Yeah. Um, it made for a fantastic day. Um, Perfect day. You know, the, the, the score line, a clean sheet. Interesting, all three promoted teams from League One, um, two winning, one drawing. Um, we're the only one with a, with a clean sheet, which, you know, I suppose sets, it, sort of sets us uh, up nicely for the next one, which is a small matter of a, a South Yorkshire derby against that mm. team from Hillsborough. But before that, we'll, uh, what we'll do is we'll play some music and uh, I'll see if I can get into it working to see if there's been any signings because the, uh, the window shut 14 minutes ago, although the paperwork needs to be in by seven. So it wouldn't surprise me if Barnsley announce a player at six or seven o'clock. Mm. You know what I mean? If fax machine's working. Well, let's hope they've put some uh, extra paper in. This is for the fans. The Vibe. Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in then I watch them roll away again, yeah. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tide roll away. Ooh, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. I left my home in Georgia. Nothing's gonna come my way So I'm just gonna sit on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Look like nothing's gonna change Loneliness won't leave me alone. Listen to 
Have you ever seen the rain? It's 26 degrees outside. <laughs> I'll come home and I'll ask, I'll say, oh, I wish it were raining. It'll be raining tomorrow, saying, why is this weather like this? Um, we're just discussing in the studio, uh, there seems to be a bit of an issue with the internet. So if anybody is listening and you're tweeting us, uh, we'll play some longer music and we'll nip out into the main hall where we've got some yeah. wifi and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll check our phones. So we talked about the, um, the transfer window. Yeah. Looking at the team that Standall put out on Saturday, including the players on the bench, mm. uh, bef- 
after the match. Did you think we needed to strengthen anywhere? Or when you heard the news that Kiefer Moore had left for Wigan, do you feel there is a need to... Um, no, let me rephrase. Is there a desperate need to spend that money and get somebody in? Or do you think maybe the right player is not available, they might bank it and see maybe dip it to the loan market or, or wait well January? What, what's your thoughts? Um, I don't think we're desperate for a left-back, which people keep touting that we are. Uh, having seen Cavari play against Fulham, it's obvious that he is more than uh, adaptable to, to play there, uh, to a good standard. Obviously, Pineos is very close. And, uh, and Ben Williams, obviously, can play that well. He yeah. gets his game time there, and he, I'm sure he's good enough to play there if called upon. So, to me, a left back, nah, not not for me, not not one that's uh, you know got relegated last season with, with Scunthorpe. Yeah, it was a lot of <laughs> Scunthorpe, and I'm not because I know people were saying whilst all the stats indicate that he's a decent player, you know, he was a Scunthorpe. Obviously, they got relegated. I mean, Hamill Hamill was was there as well. He's not been training with the lead squad mm. because they don't feel he'll he'll feature. And that may be because of his age or of ability or whatever, but we don't have to be too downhearted about him signing for another Not team. Not at all. He, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't, you know, our survival in this league was never dependent on Pierce signing on that, was it? No, well, to be fair, no. I, I know I'd heard of him. I'm not... Uh, I'm not I'm, I'm not fussed at all. I mean, I couldn't understand why we're going for him when we've got Pineos coming back very soon and Cavari play like he did on. So, yeah, not not for me. He's obviously gone to Wigan because they've offered him more money. Yeah. It's, it's a short-term choice, isn't it, really? And if we're that bothered about him, we'll buy him afterwards when we can get relegated. So, yeah. What about Kiefer Moore? Um, his agent put on social media, it was one of the most drawn-out um, transfers of this summer for their, for their firm. Um, he obviously made it though he didn't want to sign another contract with Barnsley and it's sort of like a, an automatic procedure I suppose that if you're in your last year and you don't want to sign an extension then if bids come in we will allow you to um, to leave I suppose there's two camps isn't it in, in around Oakwell there's that camp that says you know we his height he could cause problems defensively set pieces he's been there and he saved us and everything else the other camp is saying not really done anything yet for us in the championship, so it was a little bit of a gamble if you were going to put all that on him anyway. Which which camp is Chris in? Uh, I'm in the camp. I don't let him go. <laughs> That's it. Simple as that for me. The money's right, isn't it? It's reported it's three, three and a half million, rising to four possibly. To me, it's not worth that. Um, brilliant in League One for us. Uh, brilliant in League One for Rotherham. Yeah. Uh, bang average in Championship for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time round uh, and really how much game time would he actually get this season Coy Woodrow's a much better striker and he fits into our system much you know much more naturally yeah and if you wanted to play Barra as captain sitting behind you'd you'd play with the lone striker with, with sort of you know with Woodrow feeding off Barra and then balls and service coming in from either mm-hmm. side so you'd have to so if you were to put Kiefer Board in who would you take out yes exactly that however having mentioned a left back's not needed I do think we need somebody else that can play up top mm-hmm. in, in case of Corey Woodrow. You know, injuries, I have no doubt, will hit us through season. And wherever they hit us over at the squad, we need to make sure that we've got enough cover. Yeah, there were talks of a, um, was it a Polish mm. um, striker coming in? That obviously, that's not gone ahead. Um, and then there was talk of Tom Pierce, that's not gone ahead. For as far as we can see, um, nobody's, uh, nobody's come in. So what what... what what strength and depth have we got up front? Would you, would, if, if there was something, um, you know, if, if Woodrow couldn't play, who have we got? Have we got TM that can T- play? TM can play there. Uh, Miller, 
Miller, Miller, yeah, Miller. sharp in certain games. Barra, could. Wilkes could always place right down middle. I yeah. would imagine he's strong enough, isn't he? He'll really strong on Saturday. So, yeah, we'll, we'll adapt and overcome. Connor Chaplin. Connor Chaplin. It'd just be nice, wouldn't it, just to have that other, you know, that yeah. other man that we could have up front. Uh, you know, probably the biggest key for a bit, a bit more, a bit more athletic, probably cover ground a bit quicker. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice, but we shall see. The good thing about not spending the money now is they'll be able to identify what we might need in January and not only not what we might need, but whom would be suitable to fill that need. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking looking at the team as a, as a whole then, besides you say the, the, the striking options, you, you've seen this, I know it's only match day one. Do your expectations for the season, have they changed from this, you know, before three o'clock to seeing us play against Fulham? Or do you say, nah, we need, say, three or four matches, let's see how we bet in, you know, momentum is still with us, or do you say, actually, if, we can, if we're capable of playing like this, we shouldn't be looking at fifth from bottom, we should be aiming for, you know, halfway the table, or, you know, lower down the top half kind of thing. Where, where do you sit? Has your expectations uh, yeah, changed? So before game, I had no expectations whatsoever. You need to have some expectations. It was hard, so. it was hard wasn't it? Where, yeah. do you, where do you pitch, you know, so many unknown, unknown entities and unknown variables, where do you pitch where we are in that league? Yeah, but having seen us perform Saturday, brilliant, that's, that's a good start. Is it a one-off? We don't know. I think, I think you're going to have to see three or four games first before you can draw some kind of conclusion as to whether this team's going to championship. And if so, how good are they? And how far can they go? And I suppose a clean sheet and, um, and, and, mm. and, and, and winning at home keeps the unbeaten run going as well over 500 days now since we've lost at home in the yeah. league. And it's nice to do I mean, that's, that, that run started in the championship towards yes. the end of, of the championship under that. Portuguese bloke that we had for a little while. God, um, yeah. um, and it's sort of you know it, it, it's carried on, which is which is really really good. Yeah, and we've got a good opportunity of extending it with upcoming fixtures. It's so it's a much nicer fixture list than the next two two home games than what we could have had. Uh, next two home games are the teams that came up with us under. Is mm-hmm. it Charlton, Lublin? Yes, yeah. um, so today I don't know if it's gone through or not, but we'll when we've played some music, we'll we'll get the latest and we'll bring you it. I saw that. Um, Looked like um, Bree was going to Luton on yes. loan, and Charlton have signed two on loan from uh, West Brom. So, so they've all strengthened. They've all seemed to have strengthened on the last day. You know, towards mm-hmm. the end, we did all our business early on the season, so teams could gel. Will that will that make a difference? Sort of further ahead. Uh, further ahead, no. It'll make the difference now. Is when it'll make the, make the difference in the next five games. Maybe we might get a bit of an advantage and a bit of an head start. It happened in January, didn't it? Obviously, we managed to hold on to all our big players in January. Sunderland lost some of theirs, uh, and so did Portsmouth. Yeah. And if you look at the results after January, that's when we that's when we made our ground up while they were going to get sorted. Yeah. We had all our eggs in order very early doors, and it paid off. And I think that could be uh, the case again this season. Yeah, um, I tell you, what, we'll play some music. Let's let's get the latest on the transfer window. Let's see what's happened. Let's see if anybody has uh, tweeted us. That's address report underscore. So uh, we'll play some music and then remind me when we come back from this break. I need to talk to you about that player. He looks a bit shy, but he looks like he'll be a bit of a player. What was his name? Was it Wilkes? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> this is for the fans. The vibe.
This is for the fans. The vibe. Yeah, we'll be back with you in a minute. We're just trying to get the internet going to see what the latest deals were, if any, at all. Well, so I'll play one more song and we'll have the latest for you. We're back. We've had a look. Um, I, I can't get Twitter on because the code you gave me didn't work. <laughs> There's so much going around Twitter, though, isn't there? It, it is. It's so hard to work, get through the cobwebs. Let's let's talk about some names or a name that's being mentioned. So we've got the Schmidt, who um, is some sort of striker mm. uh, being mentioned. We've just looked on, on, on Twitter, sort of outside. There seems to be a bit of activity in and around the ground and the offices and people coming and going. You seem to feel like he's probably going to come in, dear Carlo. I, I, I honestly feel that at 6.30 or 7 o'clock tonight, hmm. the club will put a tweet out, something like, oh, we forgot, and they'll put the pen out, and 10 minutes later, somebody said, I, I do. You're I think, open? Or you th- I think, I think the, the media, the public relations, whatever you want to call them, I think that, that's how they work, and it, it, yeah. it's good, that interaction. Everybody's waiting for that pen to come out, so everybody was looking at 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and put it out. They love programming to half 6 or something, if, obviously, if they, if they are bringing somebody in. Um, but are any other names mentioned on uh, on Twitter? No, obviously the, the the two big ones were the left back and and the uh, and the other lad that I think just not gone. Oh, Tavernier got mentioned a few times from Middlesbrough, but I don't think we could meet, meet their valuation. Or they just didn't want to let him go due to player that he could potentially develop into. I would guess. Yeah, and we're probably in promotion rival, just like them. You know, good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, other clubs seem to be bringing a lot in. Uh, Charlton have brought us some more with the looks of it. So yeah, um, Wigan, a very very active window. Yeah, um, teams that are trying to stay afloat in Championship, aren't they? See, I'm, I'm glad that we're not them. Though. I'm glad that we're not just chucking money at it, and we've been covering what we spend, and we're pulling those punches correctly. I suppose at times, to, to find, it can come over, and, and desperate maybe the wrong word, but we seem to have prepared for the season. We brought ten players in before the first ball was kicked. Um, Colin Chaplin being the last one, and. We've got a, a, a semi-settled squad. They'll have trained together. Pre-season friendlies. Uh, they've been abroad. They've been to France. They've been to uh, to Germany. 
All the teams are bringing people in on deadline day. They're, they're playing on Saturday. I'm not saying these players will be playing, but as a team, they're playing on Saturday. It, it's harder, isn't it? You, you, know, you said earlier, it'll make a difference, hopefully, for us. We should be able to take advantage of this. Yeah. Because... This is a team that's now been together for a few weeks. They shouldn't know where each other's oh, yeah. are. Well, we're, nine, we're nine weeks ahead, ten weeks ahead of, of, some, of some teams now, aren't we? And obviously with Stendhal's specific formation and specific ideals, uh, you can't get that over to somebody in, what, in three days, can you? No. <laughs> do, do you know no. what I mean? And I think especially the way we play. There's a specific way and philosophy around how we yeah. play. So, yeah. Uh, we need to talk about Malik Wilkes. We have to. First of all, let's talk about his footballing ability because yes. um, he's a handful, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. He, he get their uh, their right. I think Cyrus Christie were their right back. He gave him a, a nightmare of a game, and he out muscled him at times. The winger couldn't even track him back. Uh, yeah, absolute handful. Uh, horrible to play against, but great to see in a red shirt. Yeah, is he one of those players that we've been? Well, him and Thomas, to be fair. We, we had the season with Adam Hamill, uh, and that's what Adam did. He got the ball on the wing, he cut in, he let fly, he put other people in. Last year, we, we, we didn't have that, well, I didn't say as much, not at all, really. Mm-hmm. First few matches of the season when we had Tiam uh, on one wing, um, and obviously we had um, Bradshaw still playing, so probably slightly and, and more before Woodrow then came in. Um, let's talk about his substitution, because... Yes. Is that the sort of player, that edge, that because he got a yellow card for it, but that sort of bravado. He's probably one of them that you never want to play against, but you'd love to play with. Is, is, is oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, you want him on your team, don't you? Yeah. Definitely you want him on your side. He knew what he was doing. Uh, and I don't know if, if you've seen the video. The camera cuts to Stendhal at one point, and it, Stendhal, I think, what a indicating that Wilts were going to be subs and were indicating that Wilts probably should slide a bit further up the pitch. <laughs> but as the camera zoomed on to Stendhal, he pulls a bit of a face and pretends he weren't doing that. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. You, should, you give that a watch. I, I saw Tiam, Tiam, Tiam laughing. laughing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And, and the fact, you know, he clapped, he clapped uh, every stand uh, north, east, south, he, you know, the away stand, uh, the west stand, their keeper, the <laughs> stewards, the ice cream man, the 50-50 man, uh, the pie man, uh, everybody. He clapped every the mayor of Barnsley. Laurie, who deals with the mascots, you yeah, know, flag Laurie, wavers. You got a clap, <laughs> I got a clap. Well, it's me, Malik. Um, he, he is that sort of player, I suppose, that, that we probably need as well, because we've got a nice bunch of that, but he's got that bit of an edge to him, and I think in this division, that's, that's a need as well. People saying that he's got the um, probably the quality and the personality a little bit of what Sam Winnall did, because he had that same sort of, you know what I mean? Um, but what a fantastic acquisition he's, uh, he's been for us, huh? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we, we spoke before the match on stage who you were looking forward to seeing, um, I went with Mads Anderson, and he, just, he, did, Anderson. he didn't disappoint. No. And Kaya went with Malik Wilkes. Yeah. Um, I went with uh, Colin Chaplin. Yeah. But I got all the chances, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so the first uh, is out of the way transfer season. Um, South Yorkshire Derby, second match of the season. Yeah. Away at Sheffield Wednesday. Good time to have that, or...? Yeah, why not? Especially now we beat Thor and we've, uh, tails are up and we're, we're ready for it, aren't we? I know that uh, Sheffield Wednesday, I think, have brought two in today. They've brought Mur- Murphy in and they've just brought a centre-half in as well. So don't have much time to settle. So we might as well catch them cold now, aren't we? 
Um, in terms of result, I'd probably take a point, to be honest, and try and keep that momentum up. But I think we'll go to Hillsborough. I think we'll cause them a lot of problems. If we play the way that we play at home, mm. which I think you can say on the Daniel Stendhal, we'll play whoever and wherever we play, that seems to be our, uh, our, our way of playing, then we, we could potentially cause problems to Sheffield Wednesday, couldn't we? Yeah, we could. If we don't have an off day, then it's an entirely different Barnsley to the Barnsley team that visited Hillsborough last time. Uh, I'm not convinced Wednesday's are sorted just yet. Um, and I'm the, all right, the top of the league. They played Reading, which, in my personal opinion, I said on Saturday, I think Reading will get relegated. I think they're probably the worst team in the league. Uh, if not, Wigan. No, I'm making. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, so I, I don't think that's any any mean feat. Uh, so yeah, you know what Wednesdays are like and Leeds and that they like to lift trophy in uh, by September, don't they? Yeah, and so, because they'll have more fans than us at Hillsborough, they've probably won the league already, haven't they? You know, yeah. it's no use playing on, is there? Because well, they'll have won. to be fair, Carol, we, you know, I mean, last season uh, we played against a team that always had, you know, ninety three thousand more than us at games. Uh, spent four million on a striker. Uh, in January, and uh, well, we know what happened to them. So yeah. now we're not. We have to go to us, but we have to go fearless and, and just be just be us. Let's not play today again, but just be us and take it to them. And I think they'll uh, they're not like that. And I think that's going to be the secret for us, isn't it? Let teams cope with us rather than us worrying about their style of play. Because while ever they've got the ball, Stendhal seems to give him seven eight seconds for us to get that ball off him and impose our play onto them. So. Um, a really stupid question, but I have to ask: Would you make any changes from the starting lineup on uh, on Saturday? Um, pff, obviously, we don't see we we haven't seen them since Saturday, so the answer. No, so you'd have to go on performance only. Was there Correct. anything on performance only? No, there's nothing, is there? Really, what a perfect performance! Uh, obviously, Daniel sees them week. You know, he'll have seen them all this week. They might be working on something different. I'm not sure. I don't think he'll change it unless there's any injury worries or fitness problems. Uh, I don't know if Danny Penios might make it back onto the bench. Possibly. Some of them played for the under-23s, didn't they, against Newcastle in Pineos the friendly? did and Styles did, so... Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're still to come as well, aren't they? Yeah, but I would imagine them to get good game time against uh, against Carlisle in Carabao Cup. That'll be good for them. Yeah. Um, right, well, you mentioned it already. Carabao Cup, how much of a priority do you, you think see this that? is? A bit of transition from oh, me. I there, tell you, you'll sue me in this I'm chair, learning mate. from the best. <laughs> <laughs> Carabao Cup. Yeah. Um, Priority for Daniel Stendhal? Will, will he see it as a cup competition that we could potentially go far in? Or do you think he'll see it as an opportunity to maybe give some of those fringe players a, a, a run out and, and see what they can what they can do for him? Yes, yeah, so first and foremost, Daniel Stendhal uh, will see it as a football match to be won. Because yeah. <coughs> that's the kind of guy he is, isn't he? Yeah. He's uh, German, isn't he? Yes. And people, you know, people talk about momentum. You've got to keep that momentum going. If you go and lose three 0 in Carabao Cup, no matter who's played, that that you know that can exasperate around the team. So we don't need that. Uh, but yeah, I do. I agree with Cal. I do think there'll be a few changes in terms of personnel. I think we might see people playing that are just on cusp at first team or are, are on the cusp of getting into the squad. So I think you might see Jasper Moon play. You might see Jared Bird play. Uh, possibly starting Mamadou Tian might start yeah maybe, maybe looking at start maybe uh, Colin Chaplin getting a goal correct uh, Pineos Harmer uh, the other goalkeeper he might get a game yeah uh, but yeah there's uh, George Miller Collins. so yeah and I think that's still a good enough team isn't it and obviously they work in the same system yeah. so why can't we go and beat them uh, you know why can't we win and uh, you know see what else we've got in squad because it is um, bringing all these players in it, it is about keeping them happy as well, isn't it? As in, they'll all be wanting the goalkeeping situation, for instance, or 
initially it was thought that Jack Walton would step up, that obviously not been the case, to bring two goalkeepers in. I mean, Collins, who's been on loan, obviously, at Burton last, um, I think proved that even in this league he can do it. I mean, he finds himself on the bench. Mm. Um, hard to keep him, you know, to keep a happy camp, because those 11 that start every Saturday, smile on the face, life is good. But for people like, if you look at Saturday, you know, a, a, a Chaplin, a, a TM, a mm. Collins... Those sort of competitions may be ideal to show them and to keep the ones that are getting regular stars on the toes to give the best because you don't have to look over the shoulder because it was a good bench. And I don't mean quality wise, but I mean the quality on the bench was fantastic mm. for us, wasn't it? I think, in terms of the character, the people that have been brought in, uh, they'll suit that and they'll be hungry to play. They won't spit the dummy out. I have no doubt they won't spit the dummy out about not playing. It's a long season, isn't it? It's a very long season. There's, there's, there's 40 plus games in the league, there's the cup games to play. Uh, not only are they needed for games, these players, but they're also needed for the training throughout the week, you know. They're needed, they're needed for the setups and stuff like that. So, no, there's a long season to go. They'll keep the right attitude, I have no doubt about that. They'll keep the right work ethic, and some of them will break into the team, some might not. So, looking then, um, you said uh, you take a draw at Hillsborough, which I think will be... Uh... I've changed my mind now, I've been talked about Barnsley for 49 minutes, Carlo. I want to beat them. And a win on Tuesday? Yeah.
This is for the fans. The vibe. Time goes quick, doesn't it? When you're singing along and Mally refreshing Wilson's Twitter. On fire. <laughs> Daniel Standall's on fire. Yeah. Um, 17.52 on a Thursday afternoon. You're listening to The Vibe. This is the Reds Report on transfer deadline day. That finished 52 seconds and... Th- sorry, 52 minutes and 36 seconds ago. Looks like no announcement about signing for the Reds as yet. But like we say, just keep your eye on Twitter because that could always happen later on. Um, talked about the Carabao Cup. Mm. and uh, talked about uh, Sheffield Wednesday. As a Reds report, then, as a programme, yeah. uh, we put on Twitter uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, oh, sorry, during the summer break, that we had a, a football match for, uh, for Mind, and we have a, a date sorted for sort of like a presentation, get-together, you know, another sort of like a little fundraiser. You want to just... Uh, yeah, so... Sell it, sell it, it. on the airwaves. It. I'll sell it, um... So in the summer, Barnsley, was at Red Report, took on a team of Wales High School, uh, which is Rotherham. Yeah. Uh, teachers, not like Year Seven. No, no teachers. Well, <laughs> there might have been better Year Sevens because we beat them six one. But <laughs> oh, that might be salty. Um, anyway, where were I? Yeah. So with there was been Barnsley, then been Rotherham. We did it for Barnsley and Rotherham Mind yep. Charity. Yeah. Uh, so far, we've got over £1,000, well over £1,000. awesome, isn't it? Uh, we are now having a trophy collection night slash disco. Uh, slash get-together. Get-together, auction, uh, a bit of food, nice cold drink. Uh, and that's going to be Friday, the, September the 13th. Uh, tickets on sale now. They are £10. That includes a drink, uh, I think it does, and something to eat. Oh, wow. And that, yeah, there's what, plenty. What, what, we've been, we've had with some some artwork uh, has been given to us. I've got some artwork from Neil Richardson. I've yep. framed that up. I've got uh, the Matthew J Wood prints that we'll put in a frame. Uh, Oakwell. So there's the the Subutio, like starting eleven last year, the promotion one, and there's the Western one, I believe. So there's there's two there. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll donate. Yeah. So yeah, it's looking it's looking good. Busy. Uh, Josh Wales going to attend uh, a week before his big fight, which is nice for him. He's That's only going to come for an hour, but he's going to bring his belt and to a few pictures, and he's donating some gloves to us, some signed gloves. Oh, that's so. superb, isn't it? Yeah. And then later on in the year, uh, because obviously the season started, the programme started, uh, we've set the date for our... Well, we let's be honest, we were going to have a Christmas get-together, weren't we? We were. A really retro-report Christmas kind of thing. But we're, we're busy men at that time of year. We, we were, we're all very busy, because we've gone from 10 days to Christmas to the 1st of November. Yeah, so it's remember, remember, Red Report November now. Exactly. Instead. Friday the 1st of November. Now, this is the night before we play Bristol City at home. Yeah. Um, at the East Dean Workingman's Club on yeah. Doncaster Old. Uh, East Dean, absolutely fantastic. They've offered us the room for free because it's for charity. And the charities that we'll be collecting for on that evening and I suppose throughout the, the season. So we've chosen a local charity, which is the Liam Jones Foundation, which is yeah, something we'll... charity firmly believe in and we will continue to support throughout the season and the other one is more of maybe a regional charity but it's Sheffield Children's Hospital and I think I can definitely say from my point of view when my daughter how long ago now 19 18 90 years ago uh, contracted meningitis on life support she was in that hospital we were in one of those Ronald McDonald rooms um, 
it's one of those places you never want to go, but if you do, absolutely fantastic. So the charity that's connected to the hospital, so we're going to we're going to split it 50-50. Yeah. And, and we're going to do very similar. So we have not decided on a, on a ticket price yet, but what we do know, it will include some food. Yeah, there'll be some food, my friend Neil and uh, Luke will be there, knocking a bit of food up, so yeah. that'll be good. I like it. Uh, and obviously, uh, DJ Syme. Um, DJ Syme. Uh, from uh, uh, the Mud Hour here on, on The Vibe. He's going to be uh, the resident DJ that evening at the East End Club, which yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Oh, we're hoping to get a few, uh, maybe some guests there. Uh, yes, guest-wise, um, it's really hard because players, and you have to be open and honest, unless there is an injured player that is not playing, we might be able to get them there. There is no chance of getting a first-team player the night before the football match because the, the club no. won't allow it, and I saw to get that. However, that no, it's not going to stop us trying to get somebody like a Dale Tong there because we'll I think try be real, best. we'll try his best. We, we, we will be trying. We, we can be very trying, people have told us. <laughs> um, We're persistent. So just put the date in your diary. Andy Asquith, I've sent you on Twitter the link for the Premier Inn. So if you put in the 1st of November for one night... You can come. We'll, we'll have a drink in town afterwards, Chris and, and, and Andy. Has Andy and got Tom. a right letter to the Pope to get a night out? Or? Uh, well, we'll have, to, we'll have to see. But um, <laughs> we've, we've sent him the link. Uh, the 1st of November. Friday, the 1st of November at the East Dean Club. And it's Remember, Remember. It's a Reds Report. Charity, fundraiser, get-together, whatever you want to call it. Um, capacity is 300. I'm not saying we're going to, you know, we're thinking it'll sell out. But we know that the East Dean Fan club itself will have a lot of people that will want to be yeah. there. As soon as we know more about the guests, then obviously we will announce it. And on stage that evening, it will be Kyle, Chris and myself presenting that evening for you. And uh, we'll try and make it as interesting as we can. And it's all about raising a few quid, again, for the Liam Jones Foundation and, of course, for the Sheffield Children's Hospital. Of course. Is there anything else we should be mentioning? No. We've missed Kyle today. Kyle is working. Oh, Kyle's at work. Bless him. You know what? At that age... To get a job, awesome. Absolutely fantastic. I, he'll probably not be listening, but I might go for a, a cheeky McFlurry on the way home and just say yeah. hello to him. He might listen home. back and critique us. He probably will. Because he's award-winning, you know, he's Kyle. Yeah, he's a Harry winner, isn't he? You know, we have to, we have to be careful with Kyle. Um, we're back next week, and next week we'll be uh, reviewing that fantastic victory over at Hillsborough. Yes. Uh, we'll be talking the, about... Uh, the 90th-minute winner from Mads Anderson. Yeah, that we're waiting for now. Uh, we'll also be talking about the victory over Carlisle and progression in the Carabao Cup. Yep. And, uh, and in the meantime... And good performances from some players that are on the peripheral. Exactly. Um, if you like what you hear on uh, on the Reds Report, the podcast will be up later this evening. And we also have a YouTube channel with some exclusive interviews and sometimes that, that are not on the show. Um, uh, if you go over to YouTube and type in Reds Report, subscribe there. We've got quite a few and it's going really, really nicely. There. We're on Instagram. Yeah. And we're on Twitter. You know our Twitter oh. handle, Kyle, don't you? Yeah, our Twitter handle is uh, at Reds Report underscore. But Good. I don't know the password because I just tried to get in and I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and the Instagram, I believe, same with yeah. Barnsley on the end. Yeah, Retro so, Barnsley. Uh, we're everywhere. Oh, the social media. You can't get rid of us, basically. <laughs> um, well, this, uh, what remains to be say is uh, we'll be back next week. Thank yeah. you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks and, for uh, if you, Yeah, hey, no worries. Uh, I look forward to seeing you again next week. And if you are going to Hillsborough, then uh, we've only got 2,000 tickets, so make sure you give him a shout-out from us. Thank you. See you next week. You're right. my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues In the middle of the pouring Handy, won't you look down over me?
Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network. <laughs> 